land it's friday welcome to caregiving is a ministry where we look at the word of god through the lens of caregiving we're on psalm 84 and we're going to get right to it reading from the new international version how lovely is your dwelling place lord almighty my soul yearns even faints for the courts of the lord my heart and my flesh cry out for the living god Even the sparrow has found a home and the swallow a nest for herself where she may have her young, a place near your altar, Lord Almighty, my King, my God. Blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. As As they pass through the valley of Baca, They make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength till each appeals before God in Zion. Hear my prayer, Lord Almighty. Listen to me, God of Jacob. Look on our shield, O God. Look with favor on your anointed one. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. For the Lord God is a sun and shield, and the Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold for those who walk, whose walk is blameless. Lord Almighty, blessed is the one who trusts in you. Hey, 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 we have another psalm here. And this psalm was written by the Korah brothers. And it's a beautiful psalm, is it not? The language is poetic and it speaks about how God provides for everyone, even the birds of the air, right? Why do you think God cares about the swallow, that that the swallow has a nest? The answer can be found in Genesis 1, 20 and 21, where it says, And God said, Let the water teem with living creatures and let birds fly above the earth across the vault of the sky. So God created great creatures in the sea and every living thing which had water teemed and moves above it, about in it, according to their kind, and every winged bird according to his kind. And God saw that it was good. And then we can also look to John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his son. God loves all of his creation. We, as his caretakers, we're to love his creation also. And so hearing about, you know, the bird having a home and wanting to be close to God, I just find that comforting. The brothers do an excellent job of expressing their hearts to honor God and to love God. They acknowledge the the importance of being near God Remember that for the children of Israel, you know, they got to experience God's presence and his Shekinah glory in the tabernacle, in the Holy of Holies, right? As well as when the temple was built in the Holy of Holies. Therefore, it's no surprise that they state that they wish to be near him in his courts, which was the outer area of the um, tabernacle, to be near God, right? And then they state to be near God is better than anything. They express it by saying a thousand elsewhere. Elsewhere is really anywhere. 
<laughs> there's there's no place that's better than being in the presence of God, even if it's for just one day. Think about that. One day in the presence of your God. Do we have that type of understanding or reverence for God in his place today? Where is, quote unquote, God's place? First, it's within you. Remember back in Acts, Jesus breathed on his disciples and they received the Holy Spirit. When we confess our faith in Jesus, he breathes on us in a sense and we receive his spirit. So we carry God with us. We're always in the presence of God, so to speak, if you look at it that way. Secondly, some may say that God, his presence is in the churches, right? Those buildings that we erect, where we go to assemble, to praise and to worship him and to grow in him. That's also, you know, being close to God or can be. And then lastly, if you want to get real philosophical about it, theological about it, God is everywhere, right? Our God is omnipresent. He is everywhere at all times. Have you heard people say, and it's usually politician, this is God's country. Well, all of it's God's country. All of it's God's universe. There isn't an area where God isn't. He is actively present everywhere. To be in his presence, you can. we are in his presence right now where two or three are gathered in my name. Jesus says, what? There he is in the midst of them. Also in Jeremiah, God says, when you seek me with your heart, you will find me. God is here. God is here. And so to be in God's presence, to have that reverence for him, I just think that's wonderful. And that's what I get from this psalm. But something else that I kind of thought was relatively interesting is in verses 8 and 9 and I will read those again where the brothers say hear my prayer Lord God Almighty listen to me God of Jacob look on our shield O God look with favor on your anointed one this could refer to David you know they like to call him the anointed king even though God originally did call uh, call and anoint um, Saul (laughs) Saul But David is the one that gets all of the accolades, right? Because David was a God, uh, a man after God's own heart. Now, of course, I'm not sure of this. I can't prove it. But something just makes me think that they may be referring to David in that one particular case. Because if, if that's the case, I could see how maybe this was a song that was sung in preparation for a battle or maybe after a battle. But if we really look at it for verse 9, can we not see ourselves in that? That we are God's anointed ones, anointed to bear, bear witness about Christ, anointed to care give. Have you ever thought about it that way? Well, I need you to. Anointing is God's giving you that unique ability to do, and then you fill in the blank, whatever it is that he has asked you to do. The do is between him and you. But the anointing 
I want you to understand isn't just for Bible teachers, preachers, and evangelists. I know God's anointed anointing was on me to care for my mother. And I know he is anointing me to do this podcast, his podcast. I find it interesting that the brothers ask God to look upon their shield. You know, I wonder what, um, it's a sense of protection, the shield. And I wonder which shield they were referring to because I'm, in my imagination, I imagine that all of them having the shield or, the, or a shield that reflected their particular tribe, perhaps, or maybe not. But they're asking him to look upon his shield, their shield with favor, basically to grant protection. And that's why I think this may be in prep for a battle. They're getting ready to go in, but they're worshiping God before they go to do what they need to do. But what they're asking is for God to shine his face upon them. And remember, we covered that about two episodes ago, to look at them, to to pay attention to them, to give them favor. You know, you and I, we have a shield. You know what it is? Think back to Ephesians where you're putting on the whole armor of God. (laughs) Remember, our faith is our shield. And we ask God to look at our faith in his son and grant us favor and the anointing to do whatever it is that he's asked us to do. So we can very much see ourselves in this particular psalm. I especially like how the psalm ends, which is how we're going to end this episode, which is, Lord God Almighty, blessed is the one who trusts in you. At the end of this day, at the beginning of this day, throughout this day, trust in the almighty God who looks upon your faith and grants you favor, who has already ironed out all of the things that need to occur for you today. Trust him and and give him the glory and seek his presence and worship him and be reverent to him because he is God. Now go and minister the act of caregiving in the name